I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 208, my review of Foundation 1.9. Well, quite a penultimate first season Foundation episode 1.9 was, which as I think about what I just finished watching, I'd say is the best episode so far in this series. Wait a minute, I said that about episode 1.7, didn't I? Does this mean I think 1.9 is therefore better than 1.7, surpassing that episode? No, I think they're equally the best at this point. Is that a problem? Well, not so much in a story in which triplicate clones of different ages are as much or even more of the riveting story than is the adaptation of Isaac Asimov's original tales. So I'll stick with the equal bests separately aged, and let's see if the season finale on next week makes this analogy even better with a triple equal. And I'll tell you just one more thing before I invoke the cover, a.k.a. alert, to you, that spoilers will follow. For the first time in this series, Isaac Asimov's name is the same size as the other credits that appear on the screen before and after in the opening sequences. Now, that can't be an accident, and to tell you the truth, I've been a little annoyed about the size of his name in the opening credits. Why was it smaller? I wonder why this injustice, although I'm glad to see that it was rectified, but why in this particular episode? Is it because one of Asimov's most famous quotes Violence is the last refuge of the incompetent, was clearly spoken in this episode? Maybe, but I'm pretty sure there were some exact quotes from Asimov in the first episode as well. Or perhaps, but now we're getting into spoilers, and these are huge spoilers indeed. So... I'd advise you to watch this episode before listening to the rest of this podcast, as much as I'd love you to keep listening to this podcast. But you can come back to it after you see this episode. Perhaps it's the thrilling ending of this episode. That is, perhaps that's why Asimov's name was the same size as... Well, David Goyer and all the other people in the opening credits. But the ending of 1.9 shows us Harry Seldon's hologram on Terminus. And he's looking much better, frankly, than the Harry hologram on the ship in last week's episode 1.8. He walks out of the vault and speaks on Terminus. Isaac Asimov's vision realized at last. I was very happy to see that, but what's going on? 
was the Harry hologram we saw last week defective for some reason? Or is the Harry we saw on Terminus tonight somehow the real Harry, not a hologram? Not likely. But the vindication of Asimov in the Harry holograms opens up all kinds of intriguing questions. By the way, defects in copies is what the other superb part of tonight's episode was also all about. We learn why Brother Dawn is defective, not because of some accident or a deliberate move by Demersel, but because of an ingenious plot by the underground on Tranter to infiltrate the triumvirate. And in an excellent twist on a twist, Dusk, representing the true Cleon DNA, pulls the rug out from under the underground anyway. As I've been saying, these clones are a first-rate science fiction story, a triumph in itself. One more episode left in this final season. Listen here next week for my review. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed that short review of episode 1.9 of Foundation. As I said, I'll certainly be back here next week right after the episode of the season finale. And then a few days later, a very special Light on Light Through episode in which Joel McKinnon and Cora Boulette will be joining me in a nice free-ranging conversation about what all three of us just saw having watched the first season of Foundation. Meanwhile, I'll be back here with reviews of Invasion and Dexter just in the next few days. Coming up next week, you'll also hear my interview with Walter Herbst, who wrote a really path-breaking book with some new ideas about who really set up the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So lots of exciting things ahead. Buckle up, stay tuned, and in the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, and enjoy. AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson still code about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.